Good morning, world, and all who inhabit it. Welcome to the MetaPod Podcast, the Pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. I threw you a curveball there. I know this that was morning, different, Sean. That was this different. Is, uh, I believe this is episode one hundred and three. Uh, now, I'm yeah, t- yeah, probably. It's, it's just it's difficult. To, I mean, we've had so many episodes here. We've been doing this for so long. We're so ever popular and famous, Sean. That. W- it's just hard to keep track. All the days are morphing together, but we have new information about the Pokemon trading card game each and every week. Mm-hmm. Or I guess I should say just about, you know, there, there, there's sometimes we got to uh, adjust, but this <laughs> yeah. week is not one of those weeks because there's a lot of things that we want to talk about. But Sean, how, how's your week been? Week has been good. Week has been chill. Uh, I don't have anything to update, to be honest. I will say, I almost bought some of the Pokemon Go set yesterday, and I forgot by the time I was leaving, because I wasn't going to get it before, and then I, I forgot. So I was actually, I, I thought about this morning, I was like, I should have bought the ETB, just to have one to open up. I think I actually plan on buying the boxes of like the, the Pokemon Go leaders, Oh yeah, um, yeah. Be, well, one because they have the full art promos and they're full art supporters, so those are real easy to just knock out. But I <laughs> yeah. also I'm doing like an overhaul on my cards, like all the ones that, especially the ultra rares, like the V's, V maxes, and stuff that I don't think are good, won't be good. You know, probably will end up rotating in uh, January now. Yeah, because yeah. it's not after world. I mean, it is after world, but way after worlds. Um, either way, like selling off a bunch of those now before they like really depreciate in value. Um, so probably just use that and then use that money to buy the Pokemon Go boxes. Yeah, I think that's important. I think it's something for listeners to think about, too. Like if you're getting into collecting for whatever reason, um, cards, even if they're not that playable, as long as they're still standard legal, have a small premium and then. The like the base level V's and GX's once they rotate, unless they have a home and expanded, which who even knows anymore? Um, yeah, they kind of fall off a cliff for a bit, and it'll be a long time before they're worth really anything again, if ever. So yeah, so offload. I now. just and like also I wanted a uh, I wanted a I need another binder as well, or I need like something. So like I want to display. Mm-hmm. All my full art supporters, which is an interesting task because, I mean, we've talked to Stefan, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, how they have so many. He has so many full art supporters, like over 500 or something because of all the languages. Um, how on earth will I ever display like over 100 supporters like on a wall or something? Well, actually, I don't know how, what kind of wall space you're working with, but I have seen interesting things where you can get very thin, um, like, little shelves that have, like, a little, like, raised thing at the front, and you just get little, like, um, ultra-pro one-touch cases, and then just mm-hmm. you just line them up on the shelf, right? And so they just sort of sit there. And I wonder very if I could buy those in bulk. You, the the ultra-pro cases, you probably can't. They're still not cheap, right? They're still going to be, like, probably, Yeah, like, I mean, it's... For it's a hunk of plastic, you know, refined plastic. Yeah, for a hundred, you're still going to be looking at probably over a hundred dollars or more. But like, you know, something to look into. Like, if you find the shelves that, but I've seen people do that, like very thin profile shelving. That's like it's only there literally to like 
put like a small piece of art or something basically but you can get yeah, them like long like because i have i have bookshelves in here as well and like i kind of wanted to like line the ceiling almost yeah like i think that'd be kind of interesting because i mean i'm not going to touch them i'm not going to bring them down like True. so the only thing is i would probably like move them so like when i buy uh what's one that i'm missing gardenia from like lost thunder mm -hmm. or something like that like when i buy her i gotta slide her in there because they have to be in, order. in the order that they release oh no you know oh, no Jake. like they have to be in that order unless i want to put them in the order you know that i get them i don't know that exactly but i keep like in sets of I think it's like 60 mm -hmm. sets of 60. I have sleeves like Japan sleeves. And so like I have 60 of this one sleeve and I have 60 of this other sleeve. So I could just like bulk them that way. I mean, you know, it, the effort of keeping up a collection in, in, in whatever the for style that you want is truly gargantuan. And it's always changing too. like you, you have this idea and you start it and it goes good for a while. But then you're like, you know what? What if I did this instead? Yeah, I, I will say, Jake, I gave up. I used to do the thing where, like, I wanted to um, separate out my cards and, like, set by, like, oh, here's a space for this and whatever. <clears throat> and I realized that that was a fool's errand, especially if you're, like, at going in, like, especially for playable cards. I was just like, you know what? Every time I get a new one, it goes into the back. Or if I get something and there's, like, an open space here and I don't remember what that space is for, whatever, it goes there now. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I just don't even worry about the order of things yeah it's just it, there's a lot of crazy stuff and especially if you're collectors we're going to talk about a lot of different cards products as well because this is the pokemon go set review pokemon go set did recently release i think it was like a I couple of days or well at when this podcast comes out yes. it's like four days ago we're recording a couple days early just because of work and and scheduling. plans and whatnot you know scheduling stuff but all of this information is very timely so sean let's stop stalling let's let's get on our high horse and let's keep going on to the five star review do you want to read it this week i saw yeah. you had it pulled up i do have it pulled up so i i will read it this week this one is from alex uh w uh on the youtube on the 100 100th uh, episode uh, Alex says, fantastic, happy 100. Here is your five-star, long-overdue comment, review, receipt. Always a great time to hit the road, download the podcast on my usual listen list, and hear what y'all have to say about Pokemon. This is good content for the collectors, the casuals, and the competitors. The Metapod podcast encompasses the enthusiasm and energy that Pokemon TCG brings to the fans. If you are ever needing content, and I know you two tease some spicy stuff for the future, channel's future, I highly recommend diving into either cube or retro formats. Oh, okay. That's good. Uh, for as niche as those formats can be, seeing the TCG from another perspective can be refreshing uh, and make you build decks differently and appreciate the game all the more. And he references Guardians tw Rising 2017 base format, I feel like a boomer. Uh, keep on rocking for 200 more episodes. Thank you so much, Alex, for that wonderful, wonderful review. If you also want to leave a review, whether that's on Apple, iTunes, or um, YouTube as well, you can leave it in a YouTube comment. Spotify, sorry. Spotify's got to get on the reviews. Rating. Yeah, ratings yeah, are fine, it, but... 
Yeah, ratings are fantastic, yeah. and I absolutely love the ratings. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you, thank you so much. Sean and I are trying things. I mean, this last month and a half has been killer for us. Like, we've just <laughs> been so busy, but but we're always thinking we're always trying to think of things i'm always tweeting out some nonsense on the metapod <laughs> twitter at metapod tcg did you see my tweet that i made well the one about, about the like oh go the pokemon set? go pack you were like oh cracks the pokemon go can't believe i didn't film it yeah I saw and it's tweet. like six it's like six different for anyone who didn't see it i made a i made a meme tweet because i always i do think that some people when they open packs or whatever or they post a picture of like a pack opening and it's like an error sometimes i think it's fake like <laughs> sometimes i think it's staged like it's a picture not a video so like it, can you really prove it mm -hmm. um but anyways it was so i like joke. made a meme i make this meme like once every six months <laughs> or something like that once every seven eight months where i just like put six different cards down like none of them from the actual set that i'm referencing like i had sobble on the ball i had shiny dragapult v max origin form palkia v i had like this Yu-Gi-Oh card in there i had a magic the gathering like japanese promo card yep. um i think i had a card fight vanguard card in there as well or something like that but i was like yo cracks pokemon go pack Sorry, we didn't record. And I, I love tweets like that. Just absolutely good. clearly a meme. It, and it also, someone called us out. Omnimon said there's no Omnimon in there. And so I posted a picture uh, of an Omnimon. And I was like, like, oh, sorry. I thought it. it was an energy. Because <laughs> I actually own an, I own like the original Omnimon back when it was like $100. Oh, um, yes. I had, I had pulled it from my BT1 box. That's cool. Yeah, I remember when it was $100 too. And now it's what, like seven dollars my how the yeah mighty it's have a, fallen. it's a mere fraction of what it used to be <sighs> well but you know sean we got a lot to talk about on this podcast and i keep i keep rattling on i don't know what it is about me today but i just keep rattling and rattling on but let's get into our first bit of news it's going to be the this thing the the league battle decks yeah i almost lost my uh train of thought the mewtwo and melmetal battle decks from pokemon go have released this released on july 1st the same time as the pokemon go said these are level one battle decks and i think it's interesting because it's mewtwo and melmetal because those are the only two v's i think in uh in the pokemon go set yeah in the pokemon go set so that's very very interesting well, in my personal opinion I mean, it makes sense for Melmetal, especially because, right? Because didn't they didn't they introduce Melmetal through Pokemon Go? Yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon Go's introduction, or Poke or Melmetal was introduced through Pokemon Go. It has since been almost a forgotten Pokemon, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say we have some people on the Twitter that will uh, remind you of Luke Metal being a card, Jake. So yes. But yeah, since that rotated, yeah, not not a lot of love for the Melmetal stands out there. But. You can buy these <laughs> decks individually if mm -hmm. you want. You don't have to buy them in the duo uh, deck. The duo deck comes for $40 retail, but individual decks sold for $14.99. So 
Um, now the double does give you a little bit of extra stuff <clears throat> along with it, but if you want the most bang for your buck, just the decks, whatever, because you have sleeves and stuff, just buy them individually. That's the best uh, now, thing for your money. Jake, I'm going to say something somewhat controversial with this one. Oh, are you? I would not recommend picking these up. <gasps> Gasp! You know, I normally, Jake and I are usually pretty effusive about the V Battle decks. Because I think. Wait, what did you say? Effusive. I don't know what that word is. Um, I mean, I think I got the word right. It basically means like um, we speak highly of it. We are. Oh, I was yeah. going to. Okay. I thought you said abusive. It's at a, first. We're usually very like, abusive. <laughs> I was like, I love the League Battle decks. What do you mean? No, Anyways, no. Go we, on, Sean. We're, I'm sorry. We're, we're usually like, we speak very highly of the, the decks because, you know, especially the recent ones where like. It's been like you get the V maxes or the V stars or whatever, right? You get like a couple of cards that you normally would have to pull and they'll cost you between two and ten dollars a card. And, you know, it's some value. These, though, this is the first time that I'm really thinking like it feels like the closest we've had to the original theme decks, the, you know, the old theme decks where you look at it and there's really not a lot of value here. Um, I will always say, if you're brand new to the game, these are not a terrible way to get into it, but I don't think either of these, like the Mewtwo one might have some value, but when you compare this to something like the Trainer's Toolkit, which is going to be around that same price point for like getting both of these, the bundle pack, always go with the Trainer Toolkit. And the reason I say that is because the Pokemon Go singles, especially like Mewtwo, the ETB for Mewtwo comes with a Mewtwo alternate, right? Uh, it comes with the Mewtwo full art, yeah, the full I believe. Art. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's going to be a version of this, you know, uh, of a product that is going to come with packs for the same price, basically, that comes with a better version of what you're getting in this bundle. And I'm just kind of like, these Mewtwo's are going to be worth a dollar, maybe. And this is the first time I'm like, I don't actually see the value in it. But that's just me. What do you think? I do think that there are some good things that come inside this. Like there, it comes with three professors research, two bosses orders, right? Very, very good cards. I mean, research not going to be gone for long um, or not going to be here for long. Rare candy, I believe is there. I don't know if these rare candies are printed in this set as D or like F or I don't know what the regulation mark is, but. It comes with pretty good trainers. I mean, you can look on the back of the uh, of the thing and see all of the different stuff that comes in there as well. A lot of new cards as well. But also they come with Pokemon Go codes. I believe, I mean, those research mm. have Pokemon Go codes on them. So you get a little bit more than just, you know, your typical, you know, level one V battle deck, in my mm -hmm. opinion. So... <clears throat> I, I totally understand what you mean about how, you know, the value is just not there at this time around. And, yeah, I, you know, if you're not just starting into the game, but um, it, there's it's a little bit more than you give credit for, but still maybe. not super great. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm comparing it. The problem is they've come out with such bangers and then the, the bangers are at the same price point, right? Like the Calyrex or the Urshifu battle decks. They're the same price. Um, and like, you know, the fact that you're only getting one V in each one, I'm just like, at least give it two, you know, like if somebody wants to play Mewtwo V-Star, right? 
just to say, and you were to buy one of these and you get two of your Mewtwo Vs, hey, all you need to do is basically buy one ETB and you've got all the Mewtwo's you're going to need at three probably. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... I think right now there's the fatigue of there's enough products that have given us research and boss over the last three years, you know, two and a half years, where like it, the card itself, man, it's just flooded. Um, and so I don't know. That's that's where I'm like, this is one where, unless you really want to play with this deck specifically, I think you can go for the trainer's toolkit, buy the singles you want out of this, and then call it a day. That that's yeah. my gut on this. I think you can do that too, but this is something that just occurred to me, not that it adds really any value to the, well, I guess it does add a little bit of value. So isn't, didn't we realize that the levels correlate to how many V's slash V maxes you're getting? I think we did. Of the card? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, it makes sense that we get one each. It still sucks. Don't get me like, <laughs> I wish yeah. I could get more, but like. I, I put I was like wait a minute it did I've I've seen this before yeah I think I, I don't know this is one where I would almost start urging Pokemon to like look at the cost maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm misremembering but it feels like these are pretty standard prices mm -hmm. to look at the cost and be like actually for level ones we should be at a reduced price point versus level twos and then level threes because you're just getting more stuff in the level twos and threes you just are. Well, Sean is saying, hire us as market analysis. Right. I mean, that's all we're saying is give up more stuff for less money, Pokemon. Yeah, just <laughs> let me let me spend less money on your products because you uh, already have enough money. But Sean, yes. Pokemon's taken more of my money with these trainer toolkits. You remember when we talked about the newest trainer toolkit that is going to feature the alternate, or I guess I should say a new alternate art of Luminion V. Yeah. The, uh, this also released on July 1st. $30, Sean. I mean... It's finally come out. Yeah, I mean, think about it. This is where I'm saying again. $40 for two of those decks. $30 for this. And then, you know, yeah, it's not a playable deck. Okay, if you need a playable deck, then this is not an option. But if you're just looking for some good cards to start your competitive collection of cards... Every year, Jake and I have the same thought. Great selection. And I'm looking at these cards and like, Luminion, don't sleep on it. It's going to be a much more played card once rotation hits too. And then, yeah, you've got all of these really amazing um, trainers. Jake, what are the highlight trainers for you here? I mean, you have so many good trainers in here. Um, Boss's Orders, we already have mentioned that. And then there's newer ones as well, like Cross Switcher in here. You have Magma Basin, right? We just saw those in uh, Brilliant Stars Collapse Stadium as well. You get Choice, oh, sorry, Choice Belts, Path to the Peaks, Level Balls, a staple card literally in so many decks right now. Evolution Incense, you just get so much stuff and then on the flip side as well there's power tablets ultra balls research like there's so many good things and then you get a two 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 of special energies of capture double turbo and fusion strike so like, and jake i will say the capture energy reprint here actually i don't know how many times they've reprinted capture energy in like these types of sets because remember that was the one where i said the most expensive card the the lost episode for those listening the uh, budget episode that Jake and I did, the most that expensive goofed. card, yeah, the most expensive card in a couple of the decks that we picked was the capture energy, weirdly enough. 
So capture energy really has become like a staple or I shouldn't say staple, but because it has become a very, very popular option for a lot of decks. Yeah. Um, and so especially now being a little bit older and Rebel Clash, maybe it's creeping up a little bit. But I mean, I'll say this again and again and again. Trainers Toolkit's like one of the best products that Pokemon has printed in terms of you know, getting people into the competitive game. If you've never bought a trainer's toolkit before, it comes with a lot of different things. It comes with a beautiful set of dice. You know, it's got the V-Star marker, the poison uh, burn damage things, which honestly with Astral Radiance and like the new, they reformatted the poison and burn within the last you know year or so mm-hmm. they reformatted those tokens and they're so much better in my opinion yes i fully agree like like they're like the clear like plastic type thing they're not just like i don't even they're know they're like how nice to acrylic it. tokens now as opposed to what they were before yes exactly they're so much nicer and then they come with the die that kind of look like the etb they also come with several packs as well how many packs are there four pokemon tcg booster packs i don't know if this picture showcasing two astral radiance one brilliant star and one evolving skies i don't know if it's gonna be i don't know if it's exactly that um or if it's just a placeholder image but that's pretty good you know assortment of packs in my personal opinion and then you get sleeves you get the toolkit box a whole bunch of energies uh, it looks like no fairy energies in this picture, so rip fairy <laughs> energies. But yeah, well and truly, fairy is dead. I think. Um, but yeah, like again, thirty bucks, and you're getting four packs, which MSRP of a pack is four dollars, right? So sixteen dollars mm-hmm. of your value, more than half is the four packs. So really, from a pre MSRP standpoint, this is fourteen dollars for all those cards, two of which are V. Yeah, I just it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it's just such good value. I agree because like you're also getting the sleeves with it, too. And like and the dye and and stuff, which is not I mean, it is cheap to make, but like it doesn't usually sell cheap. Right. The ETVs are not usually cheap. So trainers toolkit again, if you need something to get into the game or you need maybe you're getting back into the game and you need a bunch of the staples right now in the Pokemon trading card game standard format for whatever reason to go to locals, to go to worlds, whatever. Maybe, maybe you qualified for worlds before the pandemic and now you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And now you're like, Oh, I got to get cards. Trainers toolkit. That's where you're going to get all, all your trainer stuff. At least one other thing I'll say for any of you who made the error of switching over to PTCG live, Oh boy. And transferred all of your stuff over. And you're like, I don't have a collection on PTCGO anymore, which is the one that people actually use still. Um, mm. This, you can get a code card, which will give you all of the cards featured in here. So even if you don't buy the box, this is a good way to like sort of rebound if you made that decision, which, you know, hopefully you didn't. But is that is that confirmed? Like, do you know if it puts all the cards in? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because like Cause otherwise, I know, like I know like there's some. Oh, I guess so. Because like the, I mean, I don't know personally because I've never bought a toolkit and put a code mm-hmm. on. I've just bought the promos as singles. But um, I for a moment thought it was just the uh, Luminion V's, but it makes sense because like the uh, the League Arena Battle decks will give you all the cards. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. 
but I'm pretty sure it gives you all the cards. It, it may not give you the energy because you don't need them, or it may not give you like, um, yeah, there might be like, it might not give you packs. It might just be cards. But... No, it won't give you the packs because yeah. the packs themselves have codes in them. Yes, exactly. Um, I will say, have you been following, you know, the interesting updates on PTCG Live since Pokemon Go came out? Uh, since the Pokemon Go set came out? Yes. All I saw today, I saw this morning, that Forest of Giant Plants, apparently, is in PTCG Live, in Standard, but it doesn't do anything. <laughs> so... To my understanding, this is how things have transpired because I'm on Twitter way too much. So it started out as the Pokemon Go set released and you couldn't make a standard deck with Pokemon Go cards. The PTCG Live just thought that none of the cards were standard. And so then Pokemon pushed out an update, which then brought in the idea that all cards were standard. You know, all your cards are standard. And that's why, like, Force of Giant Plants and stuff is in. So, it, very interesting, Sean. <laughs> I mean, still another reason not to play PTCG Live. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just just, just avoid it. I just, just avoid it. I can't do it. I literally cannot put myself through that pain. But, Sean, you know what we should talk about? What is that, Jake? Well, actually, I don't know what you're going to transition into. I'm going to transition so, okay, into the Pokemon Go set. We're going into the Pokemon Go set. Can you link me that? Actually, because we're on a different website. I know. Um, I I um I, I surprised Jake. He sent me a different link for the set review. But I know that Justin uh, Basil or Basil. I don't know. I, I can never remember. But, I do not know. But Justin always does a really good visual set list. So it's very easy to like look through all the cards and read them. So I, I yes. sent you that link. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to talk about the Pokemon Go set. Finally, the new set that has come out in the Pokemon trading card game. Kind of like a mini set. Yeah. I will say. So, Sean, you tell me first. What card are you excited about? Um, I mean, the first one that I'll talk about. And if we want, we can go over all of the Radiant Pokemon in a row. Just mm -hmm. to you know, set the stage, but I'll start with the Radiant Venusaur. So for those of you who, um, you know, just as a reminder, Radiant Pokemon are, you can only have one of them in your deck, not one of each, just one Radiant total. Um, and yeah, they're like special Pokemon. They're usually, they're almost always have been evolutions, but you don't need to evolve into them. So this is a Radiant Venusaur, big beefy boy, but it is a basic um 150 hp and its ability the abilities are usually the reason you want these once at the end of your turn you may use this ability draw four cards duck draw cards until you have four cards in your hand so it's interesting because this is an after attack ability because usually you do your attack and then you go into you know pokemon checkup and at that point, it, there's like, but it's weird that they're finally, like, they're putting an ability that happens sort of between turns, which is very odd. Um, I, I think that this is, could be like a really cool card in something like Malamar. Mm. So like Rapid Strike Malamar, it's definitely fallen off and it's, it's not as great as it used to be. I admit as a Malamar fan, <laughs> but like 
You know, Malamar, you're constantly emptying your hand because you have to choose the Rapid Strike cards and put them back in your deck. Well, like, even though, you know, you're only getting to four, right? Four is not too many. Especially with the big, big numbers, there's a lot of times where you're emptying your hand to, like, two, mm -hmm. one, maybe even zero. So, like, at the end of your turn, because it's after you're attacking that checkup phase, like you said, you know, being able to draw... All, like four cards off that can really really help you out if you have a zero card hand and maybe like no auxiliary on the field or you know you have no access to shady dealings right yeah. like it could really help you out i don't know it's an interesting thing to know and try out it's not easily searchable though i mean the deck i don't think really plays quick ball it plays level ball and uh fog crystals at least the most recent iterations that i played of it did um, so you'd have to force jam like quick balls in there. And I don't know how effective that would be because you don't really want to discard stuff. You would have to play like a battle <laughs> VIP pass version. Could again. Malamar, could Malamar ever play? Does it make sense for it to play like a capture energy or anything like one or two of those? Um, Not that'd so be much. really difficult. Yeah. I mean, you could, there's no, I mean, or oh, gosh. yeah i mean there are like you could also do like professor sonya right where you're like mm -hmm. getting basic pokemon this would count so it, i mean interesting it's an it's an idea that i had yeah i think any deck i also think back to like the um previous formats there's cards like grand bowl where you had to mm -hmm. empty your hand in order for it to attack um and any deck that requires you to like get rid of cards in your hand, whether it's into your deck or into the discard or whatever, um, in order to do the most damage or, or something like that. I think this is a great addition. It's just a, hey, you do the damage. It's after your attack, which is all that matters. And then you can redraw up to like a four card hand, which is, I think, you know, it makes those kinds of decks really viable. So. Yeah, um, I mean, it'll be interesting. But the next one that we'll talk about is this radiant charizard so i know some people have been playing this in some decks and it's actually kind of cheeky in my personal opinion it's 160 hp basic fire pokemon remember with radiant pokemon as we're talking about them you can only have one radiant pokemon in your deck so you can't have a charizard and a greninja or a charizard blastoise and venusaur you just have to have one radiant pokemon so it has the ability excited heart where this Pokemon's attack costs colorless less for each prize card your opponent has taken. So very, very interesting. We've kind of seen that a couple different times in the last several years, I feel like. But either way, the attack. So five energy costs, Sean. Five freaking energies for 250 damage, though. A lot. But what I'll say about the energy costs is it costs one fire, four colorless. So if your opponent has taken four prize cards in the game, you can use this attack for just one single fire energy for 250 damage. During your next turn, this Pokemon can't use Combustion Blast, which it's probably going to die. I mean, but also Escape Rope. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't matter. Escape Rope, we still have Switch, Scoop Up Net. You also, can literally Scoop Up Net, put this back down, attach another energy or Magma Base into it, and then like retreat into it. Or, or, Jake, you know, a lot of decks, like counter boxes, they play Clara. Mm -hmm. Just play a Clara. You're fine. You You're just go good. get it. You're good. It gets knocked out, just get it right back. 
a lot of people are using this as like a finisher Pokemon, which is exactly what it should be, like how um, uh, Galarian Moltres is. Um, very, very cool, especially if you're already playing a fire deck. I mean, there's not too many fire decks out right now. I know some people are playing with like the Arceus Charizard, 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 where you have like four different Charizards in here hmm. um, in your deck, in your Arceus deck. We've gone over you know, Arceus Charizard on this podcast before. So very, very cool. I'm kind of happy that Pokemon didn't print this card with six energy costs, you know, yeah. uh, one fire and then five colorless. I'm really, really glad that they give you essentially two turns, you know, having only four colorless energies on there. They kind of give you two turns of being able to use this Pokemon. Well, I mean, Jake, if you think about it, almost all V-Stars right now are 280 hp or less mm -hmm. so if you were to put a choice belt onto this you're doing 280 damage right mm -hmm. uh and if you're if it's gone if the game has gone on long enough that your opponent has taken four prizes you've probably knocked out at least one v-star prior to that so you've taken two if you can make sure that your bench does not have any two prize pokemon and you can attack with this twice, whether it gets killed and then you can get it back somehow. Um, that basically sets up, if you're playing against a deck that primarily uses two prizers, that sets up a two-turn win con where you just take two prizes by doing 280. It gets killed. They go down to one prize. You get it back, attach one energy, take two prizes, you win. So, like, this is it's a really interesting card that, like, you know, if you can manage your bench, I think it, it gets you there. So mm -hmm. it's just so cool, in my opinion. And but there's a bunch of other ones, Sean, that are really cool, like this one. Tell me about this Radiant Blastoise. So the last of the, the Radiance in this set is Blastoise Pump Shot. You must discard a water energy from your hand in order to use the ability. OK, once during your turn, you can put two damage counters on one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. So. It's like an extra Inteleon quick shooting without with like an extra thing of like needing to discard energy, which if you're playing Melanie, you want to. You may want to discard the energy anyway. So, um, but yeah, big boy, the the attack really doesn't. It's fine. 170 is, is fine. You probably aren't going to use this attack, but I would say of all three of them, honestly, I think the Blastoise is maybe the least useful because it's also competing with Greninja. I think I'd agree with that. So, and because Greninja, it, it like, I, I don't know, until the quick shooting Inteleon and the whole like Inteleon engine rotates out, I don't think you really need the damage counter spread from this. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe come January of next year, when all of that stuff probably rotates, maybe you start seeing a little bit more play. So this might be one where if you pull it, hold on to a copy, um, or if you want to pick up a copy, this will certainly be the cheapest, I think, of the three. I mean, look at Inteleon VMAX, right? We have a Rapid Strike Inteleon VMAX with essentially this ability. Yeah. Discard an energy, put a couple damage counters on Pokemon. And, you know, when that deck was running around and when people were playing that deck, they weren't using the ability. They were playing Path to the Peak. So, like, it's just yeah. one of those abilities that's like, sure, but I, it just it's not going to work the magic, I don't think. And so... A cool card, though. I mean, I like Blastoise, but it, no. So, Jake, we've talked about the Radiant Pokemon. 
we can go through now the proper ordering of things. What uh, in the grass Pokemon lineup? Is there anything that excites you? I will say uh, not a Lolan Executor, really, but the other Venusaur. I want to look at the other Venusaur real quick. Once in your turn, may flip a coin. If heads, switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with their active Pokemon, and then the new active Pokemon is now asleep and poison. This is stage two, 180 HP grass Pokemon. I think it's a cool ability. I always like abilities like this. I think we see, I think we saw this with like an Aria dose. Yes. Well, Prior. It was, it, and it didn't do the asleep and poisoned. It just switched on a coin flip. Oh, okay. Well, no, the Appleton oh, was, was the one Appleton? that just switched. I think okay. it was. I think it was Appleton. I know that Ariados has done some sort of like poison paralysis thing, but maybe that was just to the active. But either way, I think it's a cool combination. I just wish like more of this happened, or I guess I should say it's more accessible. That something like this happened because i mean people aren't playing too many switch cards nowadays to be honest like i know we talked about you know like oh this pokemon can't use this attack next turn just use switch just use escape rope people really aren't doing it too much nowadays so being able to trap a pokemon specifically with a sleep potentially could be like a big deal and so i really really like that yeah i mean i'll be interested I think that it, I don't think this is a good enough card in a deck who wants to take prizes. No. The reason I say that, yeah, it's just, it's a stage two. You have to like kind of build around it, but this might, to your point, see some play in a control deck, right? Like I could see somebody like Sander if he has the ability to make space for this line with like, you know, Zoroark into the Ivysaur, into the Venusaur to stall your opponent out. You bring something up that is super beefy. The poison is never going to matter because it's going to be, you know, 16 turns back and forth before the poison does anything. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point, you've already won the game. So, yeah, I mean, this could be like an interesting, like, you know, if you can flip heads, get something trapped in the active, maybe you have the card that increases, that makes it so you flip two coins for sleep. Because to your point, Jake, if they're out of switch cards and you're asleep, you can't switch. Um, so you can't even retreat it. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. Sean, tell me about a fire Pokemon that you like. Uh, uh, is there a fire Pokemon that I like? Um, uh, no. I could take one for you. I mean, I'm like looking at the only two that stand out to me are obviously Charizard and Moltres. Let me give the Charizard a quick read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like the Charizard is pretty good. If you're going to run a fire deck, maybe, but I just, yeah. Okay, so the, the ability on this, Burn Brightly. Each basic fire energy attacks to your Pokemon provides two fire energy, but you can't apply more than one Burn Brightly ability at a time. So, I mean, not that it matters, because if it's each fire energy attached to your Pokemon does two, I guess if you applied two, then it would be quadruple, which doesn't really make sense. But like, this one, I could see if there's a small window of time for Scorch to come back. I could maybe... Oh, okay. I could maybe see Scorch VMAX making a quick little comeback with this Charizard. Because think about it. Scorch, it, it all it cares about is how much fire energy is attached to it. If you're basically doubling the fire energy attached to it, all of a sudden, that Scorch is doing serious damage. 
it is doing a lot it's probably one-shotting a lot of things as well so very i mean this is a in my opinion like a like several of these they're like big glc cards mm -hmm. so like there was an ivy sword in oh, here yeah. that's like big on glc and it's probably the best ivy source so you don't have to buy the dark explorers one anymore this charizard in my opinion is also something for glc because i mean we look at the grass deck right in glc and the venusaur that is usually used has this same ability but for grass energies so why wouldn't it be good then right like i mean it's the exact same thing as the venusaur so except just now fire type and so fire type getting a boost from that i like that that's cool that's very neat um i didn't think about glc so we gotta we, we really gotta get andrew or somebody on to talk glc at some point <laughs> i mean i've i've played a little bit of glc and it's more casually but i've been to like an event and stuff and um, so you kind of start to think about a lot of these cards in that aspect as well after you've played it like once or twice um, because then you can talk about you know how that Ivysaur which will never see play ever in the standard format probably how its first attack summoning aroma is super super cool you know search for two Pokemon reveal them put them in your hand then shuffle your deck like that's so good in GLC yeah I mean okay I Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say the Moltres could be interesting in combination with the Radiant Charizard um, because you get that 10 extra damage, right? If you've got, you know, the Charizard with Choice Belt, you know, you're doing 280. The Moltres does 290. Like, I mean, I don't know what kind of math that fixes, but like more damage... We always like more damage, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I thought about this too, but I think the 10 extra damage, I don't think it matters because Choice Belt is just a better option for that, right? Um, it's just so minuscule and like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. a bench spot. Uh, yeah, and it also like it takes up space in your deck. So like to really maximize this, you probably want like two or three of them, right? Mm -hmm. And that means you have to put two or three Moltres in your deck and then go put two or three Moltres on your bench just for your one of radiant and i'm like ah it seems like a lot but it'll be something sean but tell me tell me about another card okay in the water department blastoise here actually does look pretty good so the blastoise ability once during your turn you can search your deck to up to six energy cards and it does not specify basic energy so also really important there you can search your deck for any six energy cards Attach them to your Pokemon in any way you like. Shuffle your deck, your turn ends. That's the only part that's kind of annoying is that, like, in order to do this, your turn ends. It's also a stage two, but I think this ability is crazy powerful if you can build a deck that utilizes it because it doesn't say attach from your hand. It doesn't say basic energy. I think a card like this could make... It could really help dragon decks, weirdly, who have weird energy requirements. It could help decks that want as many energy as possible on certain cards. So, um, like, Blissey is a good example, right? This this could be, like, an early game way to power up a Blissey. I say early game. It takes two turns or three turns to mm -hmm. get into this stupid thing. But, yeah. you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that uh, it could be really interesting. I like it. It doesn't specify water energy. So I think this one might find a home somewhere one day. I think that this card sucks. 
Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think it, it's because, I mean, yeah, this ability is really cool and it yeah. has the potential to do some really cool things in powering up Pokemon. But it ends your turn. This is an ability that I want like turn one. You know, this is the intrepid sword ability, right? This is something that I want to use at the beginning of the game when like I'm not going to attack or anything like that. And I just want pure setup. You know, I mean, you yeah. said it, you joked about it earlier. It takes like two to three turns to get this freaking thing in the game because it's a stage two Pokemon. Like it is a missed opportunity for Radiant Blastoise to be a good card, right? Like, if this ability was on the Radiant Blastoise... That would be broken! It would be good! It would be pretty good! Like, I would love... Like, yeah. missed opportunity. If if Pokemon... Well, I mean, they can't make... They can't make every card cracked. You know? Like, they have to stop somewhere. Like, they have to make some cards not super great. But, like, a missed opportunity for the... Uh, yeah. For, for it to be for it to be like super cracked in my opinion i would agree jake any other uh water type pokemon i've actually got two or three that i want to talk about so let's go Rock to the Slowbro, sean yes the Slowbro's kind of like made the most noise out of any of them but i've i have yet to see like someone really make a deck of this um and i don't know if that's just because of glc but Water type Pokemon Slowbro, stage one, 120 HP, double colorless attack, cost Twilight Inspiration. You can use this attack only if your opponent has exactly one prize card remaining. Take two prizes. No damage or anything like that. Just straight up take two prizes. Jake, uh, this card is amazing. It, it's a very interesting card, especially if you're in GLC. I'm going to say this too, Jake. I, you know, I think this is, I personally think this is the best card for control that they have printed in a long time. If you really think about it, like control. Oh my. The, the whole idea of control, right? The reason that control is played less, I think too, is because you have to figure out a loop with control. You have to figure out a loop where you can effectively never deck out. And that, that's difficult to do uh, because, you know, you need several card combos. You need to get into that. You have to worry about your prizes with Peonia, all of that stuff. And then the game just drags on forever, which means that if you lose one game, you're probably ending in a tie, which sucks. This is an effectively, it's weird to call it an alternate win condition, but for a control deck, it's an alternate win condition to actually take all your prizes late in the game. Cause all you need is three turns. And you just be like, okay, I've trapped something in the active. They don't have any energy. They're not going to deck out. I'm not going to deck out. Okay, cool. Double turbo. Take two prizes. Go to the next turn. Take two prizes. Take two prizes. GG's. If, I'm, I mean, good thing we don't have something like Shock Lock in format where we have just this crazy absurd loop of abilities that just absolutely pause you down. But like, that's interesting, Sean. Just like, ooh. I mean, just a way to close out games and control in three turns. Yeah. To me, that that's super powerful. I I dare Sander to take this to Worlds and just crack <laughs> it. I dare him. Yeah. I dare him. I bet he could do it. I bet he could do it. If there's anybody that could do it, it's probably him. 
But Slowbro's always had, you know, whack cards. I mean, there was the there was the Unbroken Bonds one that was like it was like flip three coins, do X amount of damage for each heads, but if you flip all tails, you lose the game. Like yeah. we <laughs> it's we I don't know who makes the Slowbro cards at the Pokemon Company, but they just they have the time of their life making these cards. I think honestly a Slowbro deck in GLC where it's just the wackiest abilities and attacks of all time, that would actually be a lot of fun probably. Just making a yeah, Slowbro it, deck. If there's a Pokemon that you allow in GLC to have more than one card of that Pokemon, but it has to be like different cards more than of four that copies, Pokemon, can't yeah. be like yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't be any of the same copies. Has to be different like sets and stuff. Make it slow, bro. Let yep. it be slow, bro. Please. Andrew, you heard us. Make it let <laughs> let slow bro live. <laughs> um. I will say a card that you can play in standard, Sean, is the Magic Carp, the Mellow Magic Carp deck as what i'm dubbing it with the attack raging fin double colorless for 10 plus this attack does 30 more damage for each magic carp and gyarados in your discard pile so almost like uh mad party you know same concept where you have to have them in the discard pile and then you just attack with little baby magic carps and if you could quickly scroll down the way that this deck goes a little bit above just trash tier sean is because of the ditto the ditto that comes in this set with the sudden transformation ability this pokemon can use the attacks of any basic pokemon in your discard pile except for pokemon with a rule box v's gx's radiance etc so basically you toss literally all those magikarps and those gyarados in there you have no wait what just 250 damage right i believe that's what the math does and so yeah. like choice belts that's 280 that's knocking out in rcs you have a other damage modifiers like zigzagoons to be able to uh get a little bit up there for like big charms and things like that you have tool scrapper tool jammer whatever i don't know but yeah i mean it's and i'll I've been watching some people play it the last couple days, and it's definitely not tier one. It's probably not going to win worlds, right? It's still probably sitting in that like meme tier, but it's a fun deck. <laughs> yeah, I think was is the problem. I guess is the problem is getting all of those Pokemon into the discard quickly. It's kind of that as well, but we're in a format right now where there's a couple decks that play those like healing tactics, oh, right? Yes. And because we're moving also in a phase of like state, or I'm sorry, two prize Pokemon, you know, the prize trade is sometimes just not super favorable um, because it's not like you get three turns anymore, right? With like ADP, you know, and tag teams and V maxes, you had these three, you know, but now you're stuck to two. So your timer as a one prize Pokemon is very very short um mm -hmm. so yeah that's i mean there's a couple problems with it but that's one of them interesting um okay well i i, I don't personally think there's any other water pokemon that are particularly great no not really we can move um, on and also the lightning pokemon there's a very cute pikachu with a hat mm -hmm. but that's about it well this pikachu as well so there's there's the non-hollow version but 
Something that um, I'm gonna spoof on you right now, Sean, real quick. If you want a hollow version of this Pikachu, you can go to GameStop, Best Buy, oh. and more. It's a promo that's gonna be given out. GameStop, Best Buy, and Barnes & Noble as well. And in Canada, it'll be GameStop, Toys R Us, London Drugs, Mastermind Toys, Indigo Books. Um, it, it So like, if you want the hollow version, cool. Yeah, it's a very cute Pikachu, so I'll grant them oh, that. Oh, yeah, very, very cool. Like, I plan on going to get one, like, today. Um, I think it's out right now at the time of this recording. There's no date on this uh, Poke Beach article, but... <laughs> um, the next card I'll talk about is probably the biggest card in terms of people's interest is the Mewtwo V-Star. Mm -hmm. um, I think we might have talked about this before as well in another episode, but we'll we'll recap it here. It's got two things the Psy purge it's 280 hp v star Psy purge for a uh, psychic and a colorless 90 times discard up to three energy from your pokemon not this one just any pokemon does 90 more uh, 90 damage for each card you discarded so it has a base level cap of 270 damage which is pretty good right you combine that with one zigzagoon ping in the current format and that takes out any v star <clears throat> you add in a choice belt and then all of a sudden you're getting into v max territory a choice belt with a goon ping is what 310 uh yes which knocks out an arceus with a big charm yep so like this one i think has a place in the format i i don't know like it's dark week but mu v max seems to be sort of slowly coming back down to the t down to the ground with palkia and others um, so maybe the dark weakness won't really be a huge problem because I don't think this card is completely broken. But um, Jake, what does that V-Star power do? The V-Star power is a psychic colorless star raid. It's an attack. This attack does 120 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon V, which is cool. I mean, if you're if you're playing against Mew VMAX, beating a dead horse, um, if you're playing against Mew VMAX, you know, that's a lot of 120s yeah. everywhere. Um, so very, very cool. Very, very <laughs> interesting. And it can get you that setup damage. But, Sean, I'm going to tell you why Mewtwo V can excel. And I'm going to tell you the real card that people get excited about in this set the reason if you watched maybe like Andrew Mahone's tabletop stream where he's playing this Mewtwo V-Star deck, the real reason to where he was able to hit those big numbers and those big damages with the size uh, purge attack came from that Lunatone over there. That is part one of the two-part combination that I'm going to talk about real quick. Lunatone, Sean. This is the real card that people are excited <laughs> about in this Pokemon Go set. Lunatone, 90 HP, levelable, level ballable basic Pokemon. Has two attacks. The first one doesn't matter. The second one is what you want to think about. Three colorless Moon Kinesis, 30 plus. This attack does 30 more damage for each psychic energy attached to this Pokemon. So that attack in itself has an uncapped amount of damage. And you may think, Jake, how do you ever get high numbers up to that point well sean if you could scroll down to soul rock for me it's the the yin and yang of them each other this soul rock is a 90 hp also level ballable pokemon 
with an ability sun energy once in your turn you may attach a psychic energy from your discard pile to your lunatone or to to one of your lunatone which that's literally how it powers up you know the mewtwo the mewtwo v star you know you can get the energies in play you can use energy switch to move the cards onto the mewtwo to just put them on the board to be able to discard whatever or you can use soul rock and lunatone which i think this is the way that people are preferring to do it right now you can use those two specifically in their own deck hmm. to be able to hit literally 310 in a single turn i've seen it done sean people hit huge huge numbers with this it is probably the deck that people are most excited about coming out of the pokemon go set I mean, I know that Little Dark Fury and uh, Linty Rose Cup um, <laughs> have dubbed themselves like, what was it? It was like Little Dark Rock and Linty Rose Tone or something <laughs> like that. Okay. People, and you could do wild combinations with this, with these two. That's, okay, I, I, I sort of see it. Um, look, if, if people are super excited about it, I haven't played around with it, so... It seems a little complicated in that you need probably several Soul Rocks, a Lunatone or two, probably just one, a Mewtwo. You may, may need energy switches, but, you know, the fact that it doesn't have a cap on it, right? If you want to do 300 damage, you would need one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine energy on the Moon Kinesis, which is like Eight possible. choice belt. Eight with a choice belt? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Eight choice belt goon pink? Or like, well. But like eight, you can't really get eight in a turn, so it's going to take you a couple turns, and then your opponent... But I see it. I see it. Remember, you do have Raining Greninja in the format that's to be able true. to put energy cards in the discard pile. You have Scoop Up Nets as well to be able to reuse your Sun Energy Soul Rock abilities to accelerate even more that's energies true. if you have more in the discard pile. I mean, let me tell you, Sean, this, I mean, if you really want to play, you know, with those three combinations of cards, Mewtwo, Lunatone, and Soul Rock, let me tell you, you're just playing the inferior deck. Just play with Soul Rock and Lunatone. Like, <laughs> just don't even just, bother with the Mewtwo. No, just don't even, just collect the Mewtwo card to have it yeah. as a as a cool card. Just play Soul Rock and Lunatone. It's more fun. It does take some sequencing, though, because, again, like you said, you know, you do have to mathematically hit these certain numbers and you do have to get all these energies. And so a wrong turn or a wrong sequence could be the difference between getting the knockout and not getting the knockout. But it's just a super fun deck. Just watching it is so much fun, Sean. Um, moving on to the fighting types now. I'm going to briefly mention this Conkodur. Not because I think it is good. But because I don't want people to fall into the trap of counter. There mm -hmm. have been a bunch of cards over the years. <clears throat> I think the last one that I think had any hope of succeeding was the uh, Cinderace VMAX. Yes. Counter. Now, this one is only one energy. So I'll, I will applaud Pokemon for giving it a one energy counter. Uh, but 20 plus, And if it was damaged, you do that much damage plus 20 to your opponent in response. So you think to yourself, oh, that's, that, that's potentially really good, right? Well, this thing is definitely dying most of the time, unless you put a cape of toughness on it. 
And even with a cave of toughness, you've seen some of the numbers we've been talking about. Yeah, we've talked about a couple times of hitting 280. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, that's nothing. Yeah. So this dude, odds are he ain't ever surviving long enough to do the damage he needs to to, to respond. So it's like, yep. And you think, oh, you no, know, no, it's just bad. Don't don't fall for the trap. Anyways, um, this anyways, is, this Sean. is just me saying it's a trap. Jake, what is your next card in the lineup? I don't really even want to talk about Metal Metal or like Dragonite V Star. Really? Um, okay. I, I don't really. I think the Dragonite VR looks really, really good though. Like in terms of collecting, like I'm getting this Dragonite V because it just looks really, really good. And that's the thing with this Pokemon Go set too. Like the cards just look phenomenal. In yeah. my opinion. Um, but let's talk about the Snorlax, Sean. Okay. The Snorlax. With the ability block, as long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, your opponent's active Pokemon can't retreat. We've seen this ability on Snorlax before. I believe it's uh, like a Plasma Snorlax, Team Plasma Snorlax yep. from a long time ago. And it's in stall decks. I mean, again, there's a lot of manual retreating right now in this format, not necessarily switch cards, so who knows? I mean, Jake, I think this one is the card that makes the Venusaur we talked about for control. <laughs> this is better than that because it's a basic. Which is, well, it's I mean, trying to do the same thing, which is trap something. The Venusaur, I don't think you had to be... The Venusaur... It didn't have um, to be in the active. This is true. Yeah, so you can have that Venusaur on the bench. True, but I mean, I'm also like, if you're a control deck, what do you care? <laughs> what do you care where it is? But any, anywho, you get the point. There um, is, though, another card that is even better, yes. in my opinion, with the stall. And you look at that cute little A-Palm real quick, Sean. Talk to me about that cute little A-Palm. Uh, one colorless flip a coin of heads during your opponent's next turn to prevent all damage and effects of attacks done to this Pokemon. So this is the attack that we're going to think about, but Sean, if you could mouse on over to the Ambipom for me real quick, you will usually attack with this Ambipom. It has the ability Primate Dexterity. If any damage is done to this Pokemon by attacks, flip a coin if heads prevent that damage. So here is the formula sean you have an ambipom in the active you mm -hmm. have a memory capsule attached to it you have an energy so then you can bustle and do the uh flip a coin prevent all damage and effects done to this pokemon right you have also the the coin flipping stadium i'm forgetting what it's called um what's the one in standard right now do you know oh yeah glimwood, glimwood tangle. tangle yeah glimwood tangle so you can try you get essentially two options to hit heads on your bustle attack. And then when they try to attack into you, right? Either A, you prevent all the damage from the bustle, or they flip a coin from Primate Dexterity. So really, there's three flips right there to get you to prevent damage. Two from the bustle, potentially, and then one from the Primate Dexterity. So pretty crazy, in my opinion. Yeah, and would this stop something like Mew's attack, like Mew VMAX's attack that ignores... No, that's effects? what makes this card trash. Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it does say, prevent all damage from and effects of attacks. 
So I'm like, what comes first? I'm preventing the effect of the attack, telling you to ignore the effect of my <laughs> situation. I'm no, like, but like, but Muse 130 goes right through it. And so yeah. that's why, that's why Ambipom is bad. But I mean, Mew is on the down, right? So if you could just dodge yeah. Mew, right? You could just go to a tournament and dodge Mew, which is getting more plausible nowadays. Like you're Ambipom, man. But there are times where your opponent just luck sacks and you don't hit the heads that you need and you know they can always like boss and stuff and we have canceling cologne in the format and now especially with the zool right playing the uh the phoebe and flying pikachu yeah some decks are starting to play phoebe now that shouldn't really be playing phoebe but they're playing phoebe and uh that that also causes problems but yeah, I just, I want to talk about that. I mean, hey, it's a cool little combo, right? Like, you could take it to locals, catch people off guard who aren't expecting that, and then be like, and it's not as annoying as the other, like, control decks. It's kind of like, it's a goofy version, so. Yeah, like, I think that this is a perfect, like, locals or online tournament deck. Yeah. Um, there's only one other card, personally, that I want to talk about, Jake, um, and that is this Bibarel. The reason I want to talk about it is I actually I really like that they printed an anti-mill card. Um, because, look, 99% of the time, this card will never be played. But in the instance that, you know, they print another Belalba Bryson man, <laughs> right? This card has the ability, Reassuring Dam, as long as this Pokemon is on your bench, which I also like, cards in your deck can't be discarded by effects of your opponent's attacks, abilities, item cards, or supporter cards. So as far as I know, that's all of the things. So they basically should have said your cards in your deck can't be discarded by any effects. Yeah, um, and especially after rotation, you know, Sean, you know, with the uh, Shady Dealings line leaving, we have said, and many other people have said, that Bibrol is going to see more and more play the Industrious Incisors, yep. one that draws you cards. And so having another Bibarol in there that maybe, you know, if something mill or whatever were to be uh, reprinted or become popular, you could easily slide in this Bibarol in your deck. That's that's an amazing point. Yeah. Like, like, it's just it's great. It's like it's a perfect little counter. And I know it is frustrating, I'm sure, for players who enjoy that style of play to be like, you've just basically printed a card that says mill doesn't work anymore. But I think Pokemon has recognized that, like, the style of game that they want to create, Mill is not really a technique that, or, like, a, a play style that they want to promote. I think they've just decided that as a company. Um, they're yeah. like, we're fine with control, because control typically requires you to play skillfully and all of that. But Mill, like, very aggressive Mill... Saying that we don't want another like sword and shield based chinchino yeah. mill, like that was just awful, yeah, yeah. So, I think printing this card allows them to explore more powerful mill options, but then gives the player base the option to say, Hey, if you want to stop that, you can play this card, and so it doesn't mm -hmm. feel hopeless. So, I like it, Sean. Go over to the Pokey Stop. For me, this Pokestop has a lot of noise right now. A lot of people saying that it's good. A lot of people saying that it's bad. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it yet, but it's very interesting and could be 
put in a lot of different situations. I just need to watch it more, do more testing on it and things like that. But it's a stadium card once during each player's turn. That player may discard three cards from the top of their deck. If a player discarded any item cards in this way, they put those item cards into their hand. So very interesting. You know, it has pros and cons for sure. Like you can dig a little bit more to find your VIP passes like turn one or just any sort of item card. You can get energies in the discard pile, right? For something like Soul Rock Lunatone, maybe that wants energies in the discard pile for something like to set up a Melanie, right? You know, you can get those water energies in the discard pile, but it can also discard some very, very important things. You can discard other Pokey Stops, right? Yeah, you could discard yeah. your only other V-Star uh, that, you know, that is in your deck because the other one's prized. There's a lot of things that can go wrong, but there's a lot of things that can go right. So it's a very, you know, high risk, high reward, I think, type of deal. Yeah, it's a nice deck thinning, you know, mechanic that, in, you know, it's it'll be useful for very, very specific decks, I think. I think that it could be really, really useful in that Mewtwo V Union deck that Cinder made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but like, there's a lot of cards weirdly that like feel like they're right for control in this set. Um, so it'll be interesting. I will also say, uh, this rare candy. I personally think this is the best rare candy now. Uh, I think you're wrong, but you're entitled to your own opinion. I mean, I just, I'm like, it's a very colorful rare candy, Jake, and it's very different from any other rare candy they've printed. It is, but I just, I'm not. I'm not into it, Sean. You know I love it's my fair. pride. You know I love my my rainbows oh. and stuff. But like, I just I can't get I can't get behind this rare candy. I don't know. There's just something about I don't know if it's the Pokemon Go stigma that I have, uh, but I just okay. like I like the old rare candies better. But I do think it's worth noting that this rare candy is printed with F, yep. right? With the F regulation mark, so it will be around after rotation yes. in uh, January. So you can play your old rare candies if you're like me and prefer the other rare candies sean but is there any other cards that you want to talk about uh no other playable like cards i'm just quickly going through the promos and uh oh actually we have radiant eevee we didn't talk about radiant eevee which is a promo from this set i guess we could <laughs> briefly i mean it's just it's a very cute card i'm just gonna oh, pull it's it up adorable for like absolutely gorgeous like um, i'd buy this as a single yeah, and I, I think it's really cool, cute because I guess shiny Eevee is this silvery color, right? And yeah. having it juxtaposed with all of these different crystals, that means it can evolve into anything. I'm like, yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, it's not very playable, I the, but... I think the promos in the set are really, really cool, not only because there are full art supporter promos, but like mm. if you look at the Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, and Pikachu promos they are just such good art designs and that's the whole thing about the set like i see a lot of people um collectors included that just hate this set yeah and they just hate it hate it hate it because there's not a lot of special arts and they don't like the special arts that are in this set um mostly because they're like kind of cgi almost-esque where it's like they're all illustrated by end design because the um the kind of like more realistic stuff, the Pokemon Go-y style of the pictures, all of them are designed and illustrated by end designs. And 
and it's giving a lot of unnecessary hate to this set, but there are so many different beautiful arts in this set, specifically with like the commons and uncommons, whether that's, you know, really, really cool arts of the, uh, of the like end design, I think has some really, really good arts, but also some beautiful ones. We showed the Pikachu earlier, you know, that slow bro is really, really good. The APOM is super great. Sean, you pulled up the Bidoof earlier. Like there's so much good art in this set. Like I'm excited to go out and buy this set and I don't even play Pokemon Go, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I see what people mean because yeah, the, the art style of the alternate art cards, like the Mewtwo V, for those of you who aren't watching, um, go look it up. Uh, yeah, it's not my favorite art style for Pokemon. It's not a bad card, but I, yeah, I get it. It's specific and doesn't feel like the previous sets. Like the special arts are a step down from what we've gotten, yeah. right? But I think we have been spoiled the last couple sets, yeah. especially with special arts and stuff. I mean, we've literally gotten subsets the trainer gallery yeah. of extra special extra arts in the last couple sets. Like, come on. Like, I think a lot of people, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion with like how they like sets, how they don't like sets. But really, I think that this is a good set, right? And it's competitively surprising, mm -hmm. I think. And it's, it's sparked a lot of interesting ideas, at least right out of the gate um, of its release. But Man, just, it, just appreciate the small cards in there, right? Not just the big hits. Yeah. I know. I This is one where I'm like, yeah, I think they actually did a really great job for a Pokemon Go set thematically. There's a lot of good art in the set. And like you said, there's a few really interesting mechanics that they're trying out here. I'll just point it out again. The Radiant Venusaur, whether or not the card is amazing, it's a really interesting mechanic for them to try you out. You are really hooked on that Radiant Venusaur. I mean, it's what they're doing, like for me, from a card design perspective, like game, game design, they are basically allowing you to use a mechanic in the game in a place that didn't ever have that option before. And I'm like, mm -hmm. the, you know, who knows? But I hope the team keeps exploring some of those things because maybe... That will lead to other weird between turns. Like, we'll, we'll get into this later, like Lost Abyss, but the, the, the Lost Zone is coming back, Jake. Yes, and, I'm excited. And I also, I hope they keep exploring that because it's effectively Pokemon's exile. And for somebody who plays some magic, there's a lot of cool stuff when you create a zone outside of the main game state that, you, that only certain things can interact with. And I'm like, I'm down. I'm down with that. Still think they should have switched the Blastoise abilities. I, I mean, that would have been so broken. So broken. I will die on this hill. <laughs> All right, Jake. Do you want to sign us off? All right. That's going to be it for the Metapod podcast for episode 103. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know how we're doing, whether that's in comments, ratings, on Twitter, at MetapodTCG, etc., etc. I hope you have a great rest of the day, and we'll see you next time on the podcast that revolves around the evolving meta.